Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Welcome to the world of priesthood dispatches, where we tell your stories from the front lines of high demand religion. Hi everyone and welcome back to the Priest of Dispatchers channel. I'm PD and I'm frozen. Clearly uh, a great way to start the evening. So if you're new to the channel, please like and subscribe. If you are returning to the channel, welcome back. You can contribute to the channel in the usual ways, either using the VR code in the top corner or using the link in the description below. But this evening on the 1st of April, 2022, we are having our very uh, our second conference prediction show and to go through that that with us we have nemo the mormon and peter bleakley hi guys hey hello <laughs> frozen pd, frozen PD. <laughs> yeah. i know i um i really miss it froze your... on something flattering yeah it could have frozen it could have been position. picking your nose mm. <laughs> every angle is flattering uh, i think <laughs> okay so just a brief disclaimer before we get going tonight i've been absent for a couple of weeks from the channel and that has been due to ill health and this past week has been awful you can't see it i'm waving tablets at the screen um so i'm a couple of sheets to the wind doctors have done their thing so we will try our best nemo and peter you are carrying this uh for the win okay okay but we have one other very special guest with us this evening of course and you know what i'm gonna hide myself and i'm gonna bring him no i'm not because then you can't hear me uh i'm gonna bring him in and this is Woo! i know it's the guy we're all here to yeah see. i was proper excited lord and master that. When I saw this announcement, I thought, finally, the church is actually stepping up and doing How amazing is that? It's really good. Yeah. So um, for this weekend and this weekend only, the church is changing their logo to reflect their love for all members of the church. And Mm. this is what they're doing, which I thought was fantastic. Uh, We're live streaming on TikTok as well, guys. If you're on TikTok and you want to see what that logo is, Head over to the YouTube channel now. I, I just wonder how heavily they had to sedate down and eight jokes to like get this passed. Mate, <laughs> yeah. they must have just With slid it behind his back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But well done them. Well done them all the same. Yeah, you well know, I mean credit credit where credit's due. Um, I mean leaning into it, right? Because people keep lighting up the why, so they thought, oh, you know what? Let's just let's just join in. I think that's what it must have been. <laughs> It was the why. It's like the same the strategy they did with the Book of Mormon musical. You know, they can't mm. fight it anymore, so they're just going to own it and make it okay and stop it being an issue. Yeah. I think next steps we'll be talking cool. about how Christ in this image doesn't meet the honor code in several ways. <laughs> yeah, in uh, several ways. Yeah, no, but absolutely. baby steps, baby steps. Yeah, awesome. So Jesus is going to be with us all evening, and we'll we'll bring him backwards and forwards um, as we go. But general conference prediction show, something that we've got this week, you, you can see the cogs. No, you can't see the cogs turning in my head. Um, something that we've got this year and something that is becoming more apparent are uh, conference trailers. And I think these, these are amazing because who, whoever would have thought you'd get a Hollywood style general conference trailer. Uh, so the first one uh, that we came across that I think is special 
um, is this one. The Royal Earl and the greatest power in all the world in the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Are you willing to enlist in the youth battalion of the Lord? And who knoweth whether thou art come to the kingdom for such a time as this? Let us not wait too long on our road to Damascus. For Satan has declared war on motherhood. He knows that those who rock the cradle can rock his earthly empire. And if they leave this church, they must do so by crawling over or under or around the Book of Mormon to make their exit. My call to you this Easter morning is to start today to increase your faith. That bit where Jeffrey Holland's like, if they're going to leave this church, they have to crawl under, over, or around. And I was waiting for him to say, my dead body. Yes. Like, they, I, <laughs> you know what I mean? That's what it seemed like he Which was going be for. soon. Oh, mm. no. No, absolutely. Love right. it. That's brilliant. Right. And, and PD's back! Hey! Change the setting. <laughs> it's amazing what you can do. Um, Ellie and Rue, thank you so much. We're the boy band of ex-Mormonism. We're we're the antithesis (laughs) of Midnight Mormons, who are super cool. Um, Apparently. Okay, so that was just one of uh, many trailers. And coming a little bit closer to home, um, if I just cue this up correctly... Talk amongst yourselves for a moment, boys. All right. Yeah, so we were a boy that, band. I mean, that first one. Yeah. Uh, where's where's that the, the hose and the drugs? Um, no, just that's how it felt though. Like when I just think when I was on my mission in Alabama, and and the church there was very similar to Britain. You know, a few small congregations scattered about. You know, struggling to survive. And it was so exciting when conference happened because this is when we could plug into the larger global church where we're part of this really exciting thing going on and these people are going to say amazing stuff and it's going to change the world and this is our destiny. So I was just, I was actually, you know, thinking while watching that, actually, this is honestly how it used to feel at times, particularly on your mission when you're all hyped up for it and deprived of proper music and stuff. Um, it's, it's, you know, it's, it has that level of intensity and we'll, we'll see if it delivers. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, yeah, I know that for me, I, as an active believing member, that would have got me G'd up. I would have got me ready to go Mm -hmm. for some conference, maybe. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's see if this, uh, second one did just as well. Hey everyone, if you're watching on TikTok, head over to the YouTube channel now where we're watching live conference uh, preview with Nemo the Mormon and Interleaping from Mormon Civil War. If you want to hear both sides of this conversation, the YouTube link is in my bio. Ha 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 ha! 
Best conference trailer ever. That was amazing. That is awesome. I well, love it. Susan, is it Susan? Susan, Su- Susan, Susan Bednar's husband. husband. That is, I will With never refer to bottles. him by anything other than that. That is, that is what he's going to be called for the rest of, <laughs> of my time. Susan well, Bednar's no, husband. There, there is one more um, that okay. I think was special. Um, talk about yourself, boys. All right. Oh, I can never get tired of seeing Elder Ballard in front of Betfred. No, it's just um, it's a great picture of him photoshopped with some money in his hand like this. Uh, and then <laughs> the, the the bit I love about that trailer the most, I think, is that the picture for Garrett W. Gong is the picture he didn't want on the internet. Yeah. The picture of him and his son Ooh, at the with restaurant. His, yeah, his son. That's what that yes. Picture is. yes, which he. That's brilliant. So that's the picture After he doesn't he said want he out there, Told his son that he he didn't want that scene. Yeah, didn't want people to get the wrong Someone's idea. His, his male partner. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Okay. Um... okay, I'm I'm about to queue up this next one. It's a bit long. This one. It's like five right. minutes. We're not going to watch it all. We'll just get a quick taster of it. You've been on my mind almost constantly during the past six months. Predatory. I've prayed about you. And for you. During recent weeks, I have prayed intently that this conference would be a time of revelation and reflection for all who seek those blessings. (laughs) My brothers and sisters, I plead with you to make time for the Lord. Make your own spiritual foundation of love more fully and more profound. Your life will have real Oh my gosh, it doesn't change. And you'll be fe- feast upon the words hey. of Christ. And press forward with steadfast efforts. Instead, the Lord requires the heart and a willing mind. Awesome. So that was uh, a more TBM, I guess, view of what a conference trailer should be. You know what that proves, though? You can play dramatic music to invoke emotional yeah. uplift underneath absolutely anything and it will have the desired effect. I'm sure you know that video of like the, the sheep getting pulled out of the ground and then it runs off for a few more steps and jumps right back in. If you played like orchestral music under that very funny moment, I'm sure you can get people in tears. Yeah. So no, it's, it's <laughs> a thing. It's, it's called feeling the spirit. Ah, yeah. Emotional uplift, feeling the spirit. Yeah. What does it matter as long as you pay 10% of your income to the church? Oh, absolutely. You know what? I asked this week, yeah, Matthew Allen. I asked this week, what would it be for a lot of people? What would they have to announce for you to go back to church at conference? And several people said, just give me my tithing back. So if they were looking to buy members, just give them their tithing back. Yeah. You know, and they could even do an Excel spreadsheet where they got all the tithing receipts of all the members. And they just gave it back to the cheapest 10%. You know mm. what I mean? And they could do it like that. Oh, we need to, mm. we need some of you back. So the cheapest 10% that have mm. said that they, uh, they want to go anyway. We well, have looked... got plenty of members with long experience of pyramid schemes. So someone should have thought of that by now. <laughs> yeah. And if anyone wants to watch multi-level missionary, you can do so by looking at the videos in the channel below. Thank you, Peter. Um, we've, we've scoured the internet this past week for all the conference rumors that we can find for everything, uh, that we can possibly, all the dirt we can dig up. We know that Nemo's good at that and we've got some good stuff again from the top of the show. We just wanted to say that this is the biggest one that has, um, kind of ticked the boxes, um, that we've, we've got there, the logo for this weekend only. And, um, yeah. That's, I can't wait to see that like on a billboard somewhere. Mm. Awesome. Great. Yeah. But TikTok is a place to be for everyone on TikTok. If you could, if you could see the feed on TikTok right now, you'd see that I've got like super white teeth on and stuff. And it's weird looking from camera to camera. Um, but they should do that on, on the main internet as well. <laughs> but on TikTok, I learned a, uh, an important lesson this week. And that important lesson was that in the church, it is wrong to speculate. 
I mean, there are a lot of things that are wrong, but in the church, it is very wrong to speculate. Let's see uh, what we've got here. Hey guys. So as ex-Mormons, one of our biggest flaws is we love to speculate about the church. It's kind of fun. Um, so here, I'm speculating. All the changes and seeming flip-flops that's going on with this coming April's General Conference, i just like to get some insight because, you know, a long time ago they announced we're doing away with um, the Saturday evening sessions. Then within a week or two after that, they said, oh, we're the Lord's inspired us that we need it. So they weren't inspired to cancel it, but they're inspired that we need it. Uh, but it's just going to be a general. And now this week it's going to be a women specific. Why is God so inept and flip floppy? Or is it really God or is it these guys? And then secondly, they're saying now that there will be people in attendance at the sessions of conference, but it'll be limited capacity due to construction at Temple Square, which is across the street. As far as I know, and I work not too far from it, I don't know of any problems that that would cause having full capacity in the conference center because of construction across the street. My speculation is there's a lot of turmoil within the leadership of the church and they are panicking and they are listening to their PR department and making rash decisions uninspired to try and put their best foot forward to try and have the best influence over members. I'm not sure, but it's really kind of interesting living here and not believing um, to see what they're doing. Anyone's got insights? I'd love to hear it. Insights? Yeah, I've got a thought on that. Oh, we've we've got insights, baby. Yeah. Go on then. So I reckon the reason they've limited capacity is actually COVID, right? I think they they want to be sensible about about COVID and and limited capacity seems to be a way to kind of virtue signal to those who care about COVID. Say, look, you can come back. We're doing something for COVID. But they can't actually use that language because their diehard members will kick right off. So they're having to blame it on construction across the street in Temple Square. Yeah, that is my summation. Yeah, I think um, yeah. one thing that I, I saw in one of the message boards as well was that uh, the construction across the street is like close some of the car parks and underground car parks. If anyone can uh, confirm or deny, but you'd have thought they could bust them in. Well, no, the thing is your your conference, uh, your general conference ticket provides you free transportation on local transport services. So maybe those services would be oversubscribed perhaps, but people could just park further away and, and bus in. Yeah, no, absolutely. Peter. Oh, they walked across the plains, so it's the least they can. <laughs> you, could, you could you could get your hand cards out from Bountiful or Fruit Heights or yeah. something. Surely, you know, have a have a Provo's got a train. I mean, come on, people, they've gone they've gone soft. Oh, oh my gosh, wimps. they walked across the plains. Oh well, I just say hello <laughs> to uh, Tracy Gittins on TikTok from Belgium. Say hello to everyone. Um, Matthew, Bruce, Mormon Book Reviews, Maven, uh, Danelle, great to see you all here tonight. Um, Peter, spot on, my friend, spot on. Um, if you are watching on TikTok live right now, head over to the YouTube channel where you can see all of Peter's, here, here is hilarious jokes. Okay, but something that he my did glory. mention there was the sisters session. And this kind of flip flopping mm. that we had mm -hmm. going on. Have we had the what, This has been yet? ridiculous. No, it's no, just it's crazy. So I've, I've, yeah, I'm trying to track the the history of this. Um, so I'm working on a podcast at the moment, and I've I've done like a little thing of each change that happened with that. And Peter. so in the early two thousands, they, they hello what go what what hold, hold your horses, my man. Okay. Before before you go, sorry everyone. This is this is how the Brit Avengers work, and it works for us. So, telling me to shut up. So the church just announced that women's session is officially Ooh, back for this April General Conference, the second through third. And my head is kind of spinning a little bit because the church keeps making changes to the women's session. So just because here is a summary of the changes that have been made in like the last ten years to the women's session. 
Okay, so here's the timeline I've made. Once upon a time before the internet, in order to watch the World Conference, you had to go to a church building to watch it. You couldn't watch it at home or stream it from anywhere. Each year, the priesthood would have a session just for them on the Saturday night of General Conference. The women would also have an annual meeting, but it wasn't officially part of General Conference, and it was usually the weekend before General Conference. There'd be a once-a-year young women's session and a once-a-year Relief Society session. Then when the internet became a thing, the church decided to start broadcasting General Conference to everyone except the priesthood session. Men would still have to go to the church building to watch the priesthood session. This all changed in 2013 when the church announced that they would be broadcasting all sessions of General Conference, including the priesthood session, and this was a big deal because it meant that women could watch the priesthood session if they wanted to. In 2014, the church announced that they would replace the semi-annual Young Women's and Relief Society meeting and combine it into a general women's session, and it would be an official part of General Conference, but it was still the weekend before General Conference weekend. In 2018, the church announced that they would be including the women's session in the General Conference weekend, but it meant trading off with the priesthood session for that Saturday night slot. So for the next few years, each group would get a general conference session, but one would get it in April, one would get it in October. This all changed in 2020 when President Nelson announced that we would be doing away with all gendered sessions for a special Saturday evening session of general conference to celebrate the bicentennial of the first vision. The following year was normal, women's session in April, priesthood session in October. Since now everyone could watch all of the sessions because of the internet, the distinctions between these gendered sessions started to blur anyway. So this last conference in October 2021, the church had announced that they were going to do away with the Saturday session altogether. They made that announcement in June, and then a few weeks later in July, they said, just kidding, we are going to do a Saturday night session, but it'll be a general session for everyone. Now, as of today, the church officially announced that the women's session is returning. Now, I don't want to speculate too much, but it does seem like the church is being responsive to feedback and also being a little experimental with these different formats. Yeah, she can go away now. She's wrong. Can I just get... She's wrong, right? Because Ooh, I have the announcement, what? 7th of June, 2021, when they discontinued the evening session. And they in no way mentioned that it is for a special celebration of the Bicentennial. And that's... Yeah, she's just wrong. You know what, right? For everyone out there watching this, you just want to know, Nemo did not know I was about to use that video. He has literally just heard it and fact-checked it. This is what you get from Nemo. Like, oh, my gosh. Oh. Like, I, I, I never came across that sister until yesterday on another one of her videos. So I was, blew my mind. Like, she's a lovely lady. She talks I'm very sure. quickly. Oh, she did a great job. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and and it was mental, wasn't it? Especially when they changed it within weeks. Mm -hmm. Like, there was the, the you know, that flip-flop that happened almost immediately. It's yeah. like, is anyone taking these people seriously still? It's a complete joke. Um, and the reason they did get it... was 20 days was later. simply... Yeah, but days. the reason they gave for getting rid of the, the, the gendered evenings was simply that it was online now so you you didn't have like your special moment alone that's the most stupid reason ever to have a priesthood or relief society session in the first place yeah. that you can get people alone in a room with one gender and tell them secret stuff i mean people have been able to read all the sessions you hear the for exact years wording? The on anyway they said yeah, this change it made is being no made sense at all at the time because all sessions of general conference are now available to anyone who desires to watch or listen okay in in the most gendered church on earth of in the Christian world, with all the obvious reasons to talk to to priesthood holders about their specific roles and as fathers and the gender role nonsense and all good stuff, you know, um, and people don't talk to men, uh, you know, as an, as a group in the sense of their responsibilities enough, and the same for women to value that female only space. Um, but the only reason their PR idiots could come up with was, oh, well, you can sort of see the other one now, so what's the point? I mean, they, they've got they've got teenagers who are, must be the nepotistically appointed grandnephews who, cut, who dropped out of school of some general authority running the PR of the church because it's just nonsense. And, and before this conference, it looked like the net result was going to be to silence women. And I think the the horror of last conference having literally only two female speakers and one woman giving a prayer just looked so bad. They must have realized at that point it's inexcusable and hopefully some of the women leaders put their foot down. Um, but it's been a, a an absolute embarrassing roller coaster of stupid, the whole thing. Um, so I'm really pleased she made that movie. Bless her. Good job. Yeah. I'm um, calm now. Um, 
Uh, Jean, I am just posting, sorry, uh, for Jean, just, in, just here, and for everyone else, the Rainbow Jesus logo that the church is using this weekend. I'm just posting that on the Priesthood Dispatchers Facebook page now. I will put a link in the chat. Um, but yeah, head over there and you'll be able to find it. Um, and for anyone who doesn't know what I'm talking about, it's this beauty um, that the church is using for General Conference Weekend only. Um, so, yeah. So, wow. Yeah. Never mind. Never mind. Oh, All right then. Cool. So, uh, predictions then, guys. Oh, sorry. And, yeah. October 2021 conference, there was uh, four women speaking and they gave three prayers. The conference before that, it was just two women speaking. Thank you. He fact checked me live. I feel all fact checked. Oh, Nemo. Oh. <laughs> okay. I got a personal fact checking. Uh, <laughs> people would pay for that. I swear. <laughs> it's. I feel very honoured and ravished. Okay. All right. So the logo, the logo's up there. It is out in the wild. It will be on TikTok later. And yeah, share it. Share it around because I'm sure it'll be like many things like church history firesides that unless you got the direct email, you mm -hmm. you won't find it. Um, and then and then later on at some sort of event, they'll say, oh, you're all homophobic. And the church will say, oh, 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 oh. do you remember in, that one weekend? Yeah. One weekend in June 20, oh, April 2022. We um, we we did this and they'll pull it out and smush it in all of our faces. Mm -hmm. So. Yeah, make sure everyone mm. knows. Okay, so the predictions. Um, I've got 12 predictions that I have gathered and collated from around the internet. Um, the, the first one that we know isn't a prediction is uh, the, the logo. But if we go past the logo, what are we saying is our, our top, nailed on is going to happen other than a prayer uh elder iron will cry yeah hey cry one. ring elder cry cry ring. ring that sounds like something else peter <laughs> a cry ring <laughs> uh but yeah elder iring will will put on that performative choke up and cry that he he does i say performative because it can't happen every single session like that right no, no, it can't. It can't. Yeah, and it, he'll it's... he'll pause and smack his lips, even. Elder. Yeah, Elder Iring will uh, cry. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, Peter. Yes. Anything from you? That's definitely going to happen. Oh. Definitely. Oh yeah. Um, for for sure, certain there will be temple announcements in countries that don't have enough members to sustain a temple because Including that's what he's done for the last three yes yeah. so um, we're on tenthooks for a scottish temple because they is getting that crazy now they've announced one for vienna in austria which has two stakes i think scotland's got two stakes has scotland got two mm -hmm. stakes i don't I know so. um it's grim up north i try not to go there too often um and the <laughs> the you know, but similar amounts of definitely not many active mm -hmm. members that couldn't possibly sustain a temple. Same so if Brussels. they've done it for Scotland and they, yeah, and they've done it for Brussels, they've done it for Norway, all of which have temples in their neighbouring countries, a not very long drive away, um, Scotland could actually get a temple. And wow. there were all these sort of rumours going around where one of the area presidency sort of apparently said to one of the Scottish old men that they would be getting a temple soon and that rumour spread like wildfire through the church in Scotland yeah. and they got all excited and we actually tuned in to watch the Scot one of the Scottish um, state conferences and they just made that their theme like the whole thing was you know how do we prepare for a temple in Scotland so um, my sister's cousin's exactly. aunt my sister's cousin's aunt in Utah has got some leggings you can buy and then if you sell them to your friends You'll make money, and then I'll make money from you. Yeah, about oh as likely, I think. That's, yeah. Uh, so, um, yeah, I'm I'm holding out for a Scottish temple, which hmm. will show that the church is really fully gone through the looking glass into La La Land. 
Now, yeah. can I tell you? Can I tell you? It's what... gorgeous up north. Yes. Uh, can I tell you what will really show it, Peter? And that will be um, something that I thought of. Obviously, Temple in Scotland. Uh, but will Russell M. Nelson stand at the pulpit and sanction Russia by taking away from them the temple that he has announced but not yet given them? No, because he wouldn't punish God's children in in such a cruel way. It's not their fault. Uh, I mean, it'd be a great way of him getting out of a temple that's never going to get built otherwise. Yeah. Yeah. I've been that... I've been wondering what would happen if one of Putin's many missiles actually hits the Kiev temple and you know that would be because it's big it's kind of sticking out there mm. so you've got all these Russian conscripts no with missile technology mm. um looking for the next thing to hit you know wow that would be really interesting how they'd react I'm I I mean that's another prediction thing is all the speculation about will Ukraine even be named I doubt you it. know because they love to keep it vague you know, will they use the word Ukraine? I think in a way there's a sensible reason for this. The church is extremely risk averse. It does not want its members in danger. Um, so they're conscious they've got members in, in Russia who are already persecuted by Putin's regime. Um, no, no one's mentioned whether they pulled the missionaries out. I presume they have. Um, uh, so I think they'll tread very carefully on that. But in doing so, they'll look insensitive and crass, like they did a whole general conference uh, early on without mentioning COVID at all. Um, and it could well be another of those elephant in the room situations where they they keep it very vague or don't mention that Russia just invaded Ukraine and World War II is kicking off again. The church pulled all their volunteers out of Russia in uh, mm. February. Oh, yeah. So um, I, I do know through personal connections in. that the temple recorder, mm. the Kiev temple, um, his family left, but he had to stay to fight and uh, has been unheard from in a long time so hopefully he's wow. okay That's as okay. as we hope everyone is but it kind of brings makes it real doesn't it um mm. but yeah i think i think something else you're talking about crass jokes and different things from the pulpit from the stand let us hope that there are no crass jokes when will smith is sat in the front row um, <laughs> I, we had to get it in there tonight because it is the most I don't know co- coming from a British point of view I was just like mate it was a joke like yeah, see him after if you've got an issue but not on camera Oh, there's a lot of ladies out there who would love it if if us nerdy intellectuals would go and punch someone to defend their honour. I mean, Will Smith just—he um... performed the laying on of hands. That's all he did. <laughs> he did. He wouldn't did you... it now. But <laughs> I I wouldn't need someone to insult my wife to go up and punch the face of someone at the pulpit in general conference. If I this was this is why you got excommunicated, Peter, and I haven't been. It's, <laughs> it's comments like this. Exactly. It's a it's a fine line. <laughs> when when they said, "Wouldn't you just go out there and slap them and just say you're destroying this church? People are leaving in droves. People are killing themselves." You know, get some sense with your potty mouth causing harm. That would wow. be really satisfying. Mm. Or vote opposed to people. Just vote, vote opposed. opposed. It's, they yeah, rather than it. slapping. They they, like they they experience it as an act of violence. Yes. Mm. Okay. Uh, so, go on, Nemo. I was going to say, Matthew Allen's pointed something out really good in the comments. Um, and it's something people on my channel. So I put something out on my channel asking people what their predictions were. A lot of people have said Heavenly Mother is going to get is going to get um, clamped down on. Yes. Oh yes. Right, that's a big one, isn't it? Uh, yes. So, um, and yes. I I saw someone put that the it's the we don't talk about Bruno mm-hmm. the the song we don't talk about Elo her. Hello, her. Hello, I love her. that. That was classic. Yeah, that's super brilliant. <laughs> Hello, her. <laughs> Go on, then, Peter. Heavenly Mother. Oh, 
Yeah, well, this all comes from people sharing in social media that a few couple of months ago, I think, I can't remember exactly, Elder Christofferson, was it someone else? I don't Was it Dallin Oaks? I don't know, in some kind of regional training sesh, they were counselling against um, talking about Heavenly Mother and sort of seemed to be doubling down on the idea that we shouldn't attribute to Heavenly Mother the plan of salvation or salvation and we shouldn't pray to her now this if that's true and it seems to be you know people have confirmed that what they were saying we are now got this terrified backlash against um the 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 rapidly developing hunger and normalization in mormonism including from several general authorities and senior people and particularly women leaders of the idea of um you know venerating in some way heavenly mother not going as far as praying to her but um you know acknowledge, you know acknowledging and using the term heavenly parents for stuff mm. but the old sexist sort of brigamite polygamy view of of things in the afterlife is the women are just there to make the babies they're not there to think they're not there to determine doctrine they're not there to speak to prophets they're not there to have authority and we've got, and I've sort of been reflecting on this this week, we've got this car crash in Mormonism. I'd say, I would argue the biggest elephant in the room of Mormonism is while claiming to be better than all the other Christians at understanding the true nature of God, which Joseph Smith taught was essential and fundamental to our religion, we haven't the first freaking clue because we have still not sorted out our Godhead. We have the concept of Godhead as Father, Son and Holy Ghost, but then we also teach the idea of Godhead having to be male and female, functioning as equals. So we're looking forward to being Godheads with our wives. There's no explanation of how a Holy Ghost fits in any of that. We've got um, Fiona Givens being fired from BYU because she has made the, the logical and sensible solution to that to say, well, maybe the Holy Ghost is Heavenly Mother. And to develop her some thinking around that, that would sort of bring her into the Godhead. And then we've got the temple where we, we're shown behind the scenes, where we see how the plan of salvation and the creation of earth was formulated and carried out. And all it is is men. And there, the thinkers and the creators are Elohim, Jehovah, Father and Son, Michael, not the Holy Spirit, and Peter, James, and John. I, I thought some, Michael was God. Like priesthood leaders. Well, that's the other complication. Not anymore. We don't don't talk about Michael. <laughs> <laughs> talk about Brigham or um, I don't know the song for that. Um, so we've got actually these three versions of the Godheads going on, and and our language around the Holy Spirit is actually very Trinitarian. This idea that. Uh, Elohim and Jesus, and Jesus can be fully God while having a divine spirit and a body that they know everything going on yet somehow they still need this weird mystical avatar of the third person the, ho the Holy Ghost who my theory is he's called Kevin because um, we're not told <laughs> his name but Ke Kevin Heem maybe I don't know Kevin maybe he's Heem. just shy Kevin um, Heem so Kevin Heem, his job is somehow to enable us to actually feel the presence of God or think. Now, that's an entirely Trinitarian <laughs> theological idea. That's the idea of, of God's being omnipresent in the universe as a disembodied spirit, you know, and that we have to have Kevin Heem doing that um, <laughs> because Elohim and Jehovah can't. I just have to point um, out, so, right, Kevin is the first name of Elder Price, who is the lead character in Book of Mormon. <laughs> is this the holy spirit yeah. he is the holy spirit <laughs> and he dwells in orlando yes um yeah so i just so this i think that so you can understand their nerves about this they're trying they're under incredible pressure from everyone going feminist to actually we've got this feminist gem in our theology as i've ranted about before in my podcast of heavenly mother this should be a massive win and eve is the hero of the garden of eden not not the baddie i mean we are sitting on feminist gold in our theology but they cannot follow through on it for but well, you know reasons. you know why because yeah it's, it's because like smaug 
The church likes to sit yeah. on its piles of gold, um, like Enzyme Peak, like yeah. its wonderful yes. sort of theology that could save it and not share it with anyone. Mm. And it, no, it's all, yeah. it's all for me, all for us. I wonder yeah. if the hymn, Oh My yeah. Father, will be uh, in this general conference. Because uh, one thought online mm. is that um, Redland said, reason cannot replace revelation. And they reckon that's a reference to him, Oh My Father, which is in the heavens, our parents single, know the thought makes reason stare. Truth is reason, truth eternal, tells me either mother there. So he's having to undermine that declarative by saying, no, 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 no. Mm. Reason is no mm. replacement for revelation, and we have the revelation, so we're right, guys. Mm. Even though there's a hymn that's probably going to get omitted from the next edition of the hymn book, mm. most likely. Mm. Uh, just yeah. like if you could hide to Colob, that'll go. Mm. I wonder whether, oh, my so father this will get on the yeah. <laughs> mm. Or will it survive in the new hymn book? I mean, it's no, incredibly that's what I'm saying. I don't think it will. It, it, it won't make yeah. it. Yeah, because it's got dodgy theology. That's if if Oaks is in charge. It's, it's like Adam Monday Arm and that hymn's going to be gone. Fascinating. Yeah. Um. So we've got. So they they can't go there with this the Arkenstone to use the Lord of the Rings. You know, mm -hmm. of Smog's treasure. The Arkenstone is our feminism that is there, just waiting to mm -hmm. be rediscovered. Um. Because the we don't know how many how many heavenly mothers there are, so that opens a vast can of worms. I remember my sort of car crash mental moment was on my mission when two of sister missionaries in my mission serving together said to us, yeah, we think we've got the same heavenly mother. And we're all like, why wouldn't you? And then it was like, oh, 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 oh. What if Elohim is polygamous like Brigham Young said? So that opens a can of worms if they go there to be any in any way specific about heavenly mother. Who, which one, you know? Um, she's not there in the, the endowment. She's not there in the Trinity. They they can't even begin together because they don't have the imagination, the education, or the revelation to actually tell us anything about her. Really, I wonder whether if um, they did, they'd, they'd go it. full. They'd go full Emma Smith on it. They mm. would. They would have to first go mm. through that thing that they do with Emma Smith, where they say, "Oh, well, she was Joseph's number one wife." You know, they were the love story. So they tell that <laughs> love story between Elohim and Heavenly Mother. Mm. And then they would have to go, well, actually, no, she's just one of many because polygamy is an mm. eternal principle mm. that we're still going to practice the next life. And PD, sorry, what, what and, was and, oh. and Emma was Emma was Joseph's 27th sealed wife, you know, mm -hmm. or well, whatever I, number it was. Yeah, I was just going to say that I, until this moment, it hadn't come to my for, the forefront of my thinking, but. I've got a very close friend and in her patriarchal blessing, she is told that she is created in the very image of her heavenly mother mm. in a patriarchal blessing guys. So there is one. Wow. Must be true then. Yeah, no, absolutely. Mm. But they don't want us to talk about that. So let's move on. <laughs> yeah, let's move on. Uh, <laughs> So, uh, so can you imagine that... them? Can you imagine them attaching their racism to that? Well, I like reckon all the races come from different heavenly mothers. Or you know, I reckon. Speaking <laughs> of racism, I reckon Brad Wilcox is gonna get released. Oh yes, yes. Ooh. Well, oh I, yeah, I got that on you my better list. Not. I've got a podcast to get out. Brad Wilcox clean up. Yeah. Uh, yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. There will be some Brad Wilcox clean up. There'll be like, in fact, it'll be that member of the. Is it? Is he on the Sunday School presidency? Brad Wilcox or Young Men's? Young, young men's. men's. So there'll be yeah, that other member of the Young Men's presidency. Um, that that black fellow. Archimed Corbett. Yeah. Archimed Corbett. He will be the token black guy, essentially. I think, just as Brad Wilcox used him as a token black guy. So look, look, I have black friends. See, and then, mm. yeah. He grew up in well, I've, in my in my yeah, uh, <laughs> Brad Wilcox. Um, his yeah, I've, I've had a ball with that. I'm up to eight hours now. People have been asking in the comments when I'm actually going to get a bloody episode out again. Never, I've got several half ready for, for the British rescue, but I'm going with Brad first. I'm up to eight hours, I've got an hour more to go, then they'll be released as episodes as soon as possible. Or my wife will leave me. <laughs> so I'm under the thumb. It's going to happen. Um, and um, so Ooh, the, come again, Peter there is Jesus. so much there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Who will be first? <laughs> so Corbett <laughs> is fascinating. So it, it just like he, he, I found where he, 
has been spammed all over the church's curriculum teaching exactly what Brad did, mm -hmm. that you're asking the wrong questions about the racism. Like he literally taught that. Well, there's himself. there's a video of him so in gonna, the online materials for that chapter yeah. of um of mm. Come Follow Me for the Book of Mormon, which talks about the the mm. priest talks yeah. about the curse. Uh, and in the online materials, where mm. you know they've changed it, they've got a video of him just sat there. And you're like, oh, that's conveniently placed. One of your most prominent black men in yeah. the church talking about this. Yeah, mm. I, I don't like. Yeah, I don't like the there's so it. much there. So. Yeah, so will they have... And again, there's always, though, this thing of delay, like um, they might not mention Ukraine simply because all the talks were secured six months ago, you know. Do, they will they it. move nimbly enough to... Well, funnily to enough, if there were prophets sanitize. and they could have seen future events, then they might have written their talks about the impending war in Ukraine. Well, if they can rewrite the yeah, Queen's speech... Because her husband you know. died, yeah. Mm. And they they can uh, they can rewrite a conference talk, but um, <laughs> Joe Schmo, maybe Brad will get called as a mission president again, so he can drag his poor. That's what they did to B. H. Roberts, yes. I believe. Yeah, they called him, Sent him to New York, rid of him. Yeah, yeah. And and Ezra Taft Benson, they oh. sent him to Europe so that he wouldn't be in America during an election. Because he was going to run, at some point, he was going to run as the vice president with the most racist senator in America. Oh, man. Um, Imagine so that. So they just, they just, and so to get around it, he arranged this, this random press conference, invited the world's media to give his thoughts about the political situation in America from Europe, but like he could not <laughs> shut up. <laughs> uh, and then the machine pretending, pretending to be him called me on a mission. All right, carry on. <laughs> the machine. Okay, so one uh, one thing that I saw a lot was ongoing restoration. That there would be this ongoing restoration, and that we would all be told we had to hold to the covenant path. Oh, hold to hate, the covenant path. Hate that terminology. Yeah, it's it's like because uh, not what Jesus taught. Of doom. It's it's no. yeah. It's not what Jesus taught. Jesus didn't go. All oh, right. So there's a series of hurdles I want you to jump over, and if you jump all of those successfully, mm. then you get to come live mm. with me. That wasn't his message. Mm. So why have we got this covenant path mm. nonsense? Oh well, if you just pay ten percent mm. of your income for the rest of your life and jump through all these hoops that we want you to, you'll become a diamond tier member of the church eventually and get your second anointing. Yeah, that's, mm. that's what they want. I it's think it's rubbish. because they're Pharisees and there's a civil war against them. <laughs> Yeah, eat up <laughs> the Mormon Civil War podcast. You can find it here on YouTube with Peter Bleakley. <laughs> so good, it is, isn't he? I'm getting well, this whole market. Something thing. along with the covenant path, okay, was doctrinal drift. Now, someone mentioned this on uh, Reddit doctrinal drift and, and saying you heard it there first. So, I heard it on Reddit first. Okay. You heard it on YouTube. Here, I reckon but... if if it does come out, Doctrinal Drift, it will be Uckdorf that presents it and he'll do something very similar to the talk he gave a while back about just a few degrees and you will be off course. Right? He'll do that talk again, mm -hmm. but it'll be about Doctrinal Drift this time. Yeah. Doctrinal Drift. Or... Doctrinal Drift to what, though? To Satan. I, I just think in general, it's the whole like Jeffrey R. Holland, they go here, and then we go here, then they go here, then we yes. go here. Yeah, it's yeah, that yeah. sort of drift yeah. that oh, they're talking about. That oh, that's the drift they're talking. Not us drifting away from doctrine, but the church's no, no, doctrine. No. Ah, okay. Doctrinal drift. Doctrinal drift. So yeah. I the, your, your, fundamentalist your thing still works, but do we have any um I guess apostles who used to be like boat captains or anything? Uh the, the narrow is the way and straight is the gate or something it'll like that. It'll be down late jokes then. If it's going to be anything about exactness and whatnot, it'll be him or Bednar. Yeah. Bednar will be like, just in the same mm. way that your parting must be perfectly precise, so too must the doctrines of the church be exactly precise. And to make his point, he'll manhandle another child and then like <laughs> hold them in place and say, this is the line. You cross that line, Satan's going to come and grab you. Oh my gosh! Yeah, just to make the point. <laughs> well, t speaking of uh, like social media and videos, something that has become almost a, tra a tradition these days is a social media kind of uh, challenge. 
mm-hmm. for everyone. Now we saw in January um, that Wendy Nelson came on and gave everyone a challenge for question marks and exclamation marks. Now, little did she know that Vladimir Putin was watching and got his whole regime to tell everyone, put a question mark behind what the rest of the world says and an exclamation mark behind me. What are we going to hear this time? Well, what? can I just can I say something on that? I did what all of you didn't have to do because I did it. I watched Russell M. Nelson's social media outlets and church outlets for 30 days oh. after she gave that challenge. And you know what he said? Bugger all. Nothing. He mm-hmm. said nothing. What was I meant to be waiting to listen to? Well, that's cool. Oh, he said, wow. He said nothing. Well, it's, there was yeah. nothing of significance. Yeah. Well, it's the same as when um, he challenged everyone to give thanks every day for seven days up to American Thanksgiving, and he didn't do it himself, and nor did any of his apostles manage the full seven days. Um, so, yeah, it's just raging hypocrisy and nonsense, mm. is it? I, I had a random thought today. What if Wendy gives a talk? Ooh. Ooh. Like, you know, there's there's few enough women ones, but just by status of being his major cheerleader and and his hype that woman, she, she yeah. his hype woman, she actually gets to give the talk because she is going for it with with quite intense. She's obviously speaking at all these regional broadcasts. We had one in Europe recently. They came to Britain. They, uh, you know, on their world tour originally, and she just did a major interview with the Church News podcast, um, in which she was as batshit bonkers as usual um and uh, but all with this message of the exclamation mark and the question mark Mm. and the prophet's infallible so i'm just wondering if they'll just like stop resisting and let her have a conference talk that's a wild not sure it could do more damage than anyone else (laughs) well we're we're they'll find a way (laughs) we're about to hear from uh quinton l cook in a moment and uh, yeah, but what what do you think the social media challenge could be? Mm. It's got to be around surely getting people back to chapels. Yeah, it'll be a bums on seats initiative. It'll be something like um, uh, it'll be something like hashtag stand in holy places, Ooh. or something like that, right? <laughs> and it'll oh. be about putting yourself in holy places, so going back to the temple and going back to to chapel. Yeah, it'll be a stand in holy places initiative. That's my prediction. Stand in holy All right, Mormon church, give us 1% only of your commercial assets, just the Enzyme Peak stuff, just 1 billion, one and a half maybe. Um, we will get your, we'll sort out your PR, we'll have the best slogans, we'll think of them in a 10 minute conversation and they will bloody work and we will get people back to church. It's going to involve our scheme we've already got with the 10% with the tithing. You, you take tithing from the rich to give to entirely refund the tithing of the poor if they promise to keep coming back to church. That was a genius idea, but Nemo, yes. And um, and we've got the slogans, man. Yeah, we'll do it for cheap. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, I'll yeah. Do it for cheap. Cool, yeah. half bill. Yeah, mm-hmm. well, I think uh, something that came yeah. out of one of our discussions this week was the fact that the church has become this echo chamber that they warn everyone about like they they will start talking about uh where you get your information from and that you shouldn't be getting your information from this guy us yeah from you from you from me um but that you should be getting the information from the church because who knows best but it has become uh just a horrible place if you don't fit in mm-hmm. and They've mentioned the fact that like fifty percent of adult members are single. Is that still correct? So yeah, so they've they've started to and, talk and about they the admit it, and and they and they admitted that's been the case since the nineteen nineties. So again, there's this. It's always this tension, isn't it? They're never going to be fully honest. There'll always be some massive row about how much will we admit that the sink the ship's sinking, um, and how we have to adapt. So we, if we think about the changes, we had Cookie introducing. The idea that the church in the last days isn't meant to sweep the earth like Daniel's prophecy. It's actually going to be a small minority from Nephi or something having a big influence, which is Please what send the, the link for that. Said I've not heard this one. Yeah. Oh, really? No, I've not heard that. Oh, one. a few years ago. Send that my really? Way. Oh, my gosh. 
No, he changed the rhetoric. It went from growth to to the the model is where the church will always be a small small number of people, a tiny remnant. Wow. Um, and and yeah, there was quite a lot of chatter about that at the time. It's probably you're very young. It was probably before you got into this game, mate. Um, and um, <laughs> and and um, and then they have the rhetoric of the the strength of the church is its faithfulness, not its numbers. Um, even though both are going down, you know, so there will be, I think that's a great prediction that there will be some, some fudged rhetoric implying growth, but actually admitting it's not numerical anymore. Um, and, mm. and acknowledging that things are going to be tough. They've already started with what they're saying to the kids, sort of acknowledging that they will experience their friends leaving. I mean, Brad did this, Brad was saying, you know, your friends are going to leave um and you are and your parents will leave he mentioned that as well in his famous speech that they you are going to be kind of on your own and you need to hang in there and stay with this church to get them back again so i think there will be some rhetoric around that well, how Russell and nelson as a, as a, a dying religion yeah. Russell and nelson started off the um april 2021 i believe conference by saying mm. not even <laughs> Not even a pandemic could slow the onward march of his truth. So they're already starting this rhetoric of, even though we know numerically baptisms were down 50% pretty much that year, convert baptisms were, were halved that year, the church failed to grow for the first time. It's 0.6% it grew by in that year. It was the first time it failed to grow against world population in its history. And yet he's saying, no, not even a pandemic can stop this. And so, yeah, whether he's actually going to start retconning that and saying, and what I mean by that is the onward march of his truth is the faithfulness of his members. And so as long as you're all getting more faithful, the church is still marching forward. So I think you're mm -hmm. spot on there. I think that's what we'll see. Yeah. Well, um, it's going to be really what, interesting how they play it. What we have now mm -hmm. is a sneak peek at Elder Cook's conference talk. Ooh. I've managed to get three or four minutes of pre-recorded conference talk um that he gave let's just bring it up here it's got to be <laughs> and it's the british it was at the utah leadership meeting in january just oh, uh, okay. a couple of months ago and what he does here um is he compares president nelson with jesus christ okay now as you watch this do. yeah bear in mind how i live yeah, but bear in mind that... that Don't compare them favourably, though. <laughs> this is this is what it's going to be, though, isn't it? We know that we're counting the Nelson mentions against Jesus mm -hmm. mentions and different things. So let's see what Elder Cook had to say on the matter. And this video is courtesy of LDS Investigates on TikTok. LDS Investigates or LDS Investigator, if you are out there, give us a shout. Here we go. Elder Cook spent a good portion of his testimony talking. Bear with me. Let me try and uh, increase the volume. Could you hear it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I thought it would be interesting to list the traits he described for each of them. President uh, Nelson is unusual, and uh, I like to describe it a little bit. He's he's uh, very capable, as every prophet I've worked with and studied. Very very capable. You, you don't you don't you don't be, you don't become a prophet without being very capable. He also is very decisive. Uh, of all of the uh, leaders I've worked for, both mostly in and out of the church, he may be as decisive as anybody I've ever met. I Do you say divisive? Because I know that decisive. he was a heart surgeon, and I, I realized that he couldn't get in there and have the heart open and, and see something a little, little different and say, wait a minute, let's have a committee meeting and, and uh, figure out what we're going to do about this. Uh, and so he's had a history of having to uh, receive guidance and receive it and do it That's quickly. what surgeons do. A lot of people that I knew, and I was involved in somewhat in healthcare <laughs> in, in my period before being called as general party, a lot of people who are very capable and who are very decisive can also be quite arrogant. President Nelson is just the opposite of that, capable, decisive, and as humble as you can possibly imagine. Mm. Uh, his humility is soft-spoken. Turn the volume uh, he up. listens so attentively. Uh, he uh, is so approachable, uh, and in addition to being that with all... Uh, apologies if you are having trouble hearing it. That's as loud as I can get the volume okay. on this clip. I'll post the clip. It's only a couple of minutes long. I'll post the clip after this video on the channel. 
so you can go back and watch the the clip individually but let's yeah. let's just see the rest of it for commentary oh, that's the work with him. Yeah. he is so listen so carefully to the spirit and to the holy ghost and he is decisive in responding to direct revelation that he receives from the lord and he and i can testify that he's received both times so we have seen a decisiveness uh since 2018 when he came in and as i think about coordination i think as i was listening to others we so that through President Benson, I couldn't help but thinking uh, at the, in the foundations and when he was foreordained, uh, there clearly must have been some evidence that there would be events. I have no idea how pandemics are viewed, how much foreknowledge and everything there is, but for such a day as this, to have a prophet who would respond quickly and have home-centered, church-supported curriculum, who would move from home teaching to ministering, uh, who would in a number of areas do things that the church had as essentials uh, with what happened with the pandemic, it could hardly have functioned uh, without him having responded to the Lord and to the Holy Ghost uh, in allowing those things to happen. So I love and appreciate him. I'm grateful for the opportunity of serving with him. I want to testify to you, Miss Adrian. I, uh, I feel like this is the most important. Uh, I said to you at the beginning, building faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, uh, being uh, valiant in our testimony of him. Uh, that's the message that I want at the beginning, and that's the one that I want to, at the end. Just think of what the Savior accomplished. Sometimes we just kind of accept it and think, you know, well, that's, yeah, that's what he did, but it is so incredible. He overcame death for everybody. Overcame death for everybody. With the pandemic and how fearful some people are, and uh, you look across the world, and Jesus Christ accomplished that. When you realize that he overcame sin for all those who would repent, and that we, as his servants, have that special responsibility to go out to the whole world to the extent we can, and teach repentance so that they can receive fully of what the Savior did through his atonement with respect to overcoming sin. Third, and the one that I think is less well understood, I think we knew in the pre-mortal existence that when we voted for agency, that meant there would be a lot of terrible things that would happen, that people would exercise agency in ways that would hurt other people, and the relationships would not be easy, and things would be done and said that were very hurtful. But we also understood that in the millennia time, Jesus Christ, who we love and worship even them, would come and he would go through the atonement, which would resolve everything that is unfair about this life. We can cast our burdens on the Savior. We can look to the Savior and have those burdens removed from our heart, those feelings about the unfairness of life removed from our heart because of the Savior. Now, I have tried to figure out uh, how I can uh, testify as an apostle of sacred spiritual experiences that doesn't reveal them, which I we know we're not supposed to do. Uh, we try to keep those things that are very special and unusual, sacred. and well, Like and the second anointing. And trust us and we can receive additional guidance and direction. But I want you to listen carefully because I, I feel it's very important to bear an apostolic witness of sacred things that I have experienced in my own way. I solemnly testify to you as an apostle that I know the Savior's voice and I know the Savior's face. I leave an episode wow. that he lives, that he's divine, that he guides his church, that he guides his prophet. I leave that witness with you. Okay, guys. I know how he knows his face and voice. Because uh -huh. uh -huh. it's the same as Rusty. Yeah. <laughs> Go on, Peter. What? I can't speak. He's just, he's broken the rule. He's claimed to have seen Jesus. Yeah. He, not not be a witness of the name the name of Jesus. He's he sat there and, and told them with all the usual build up, we have these sacred experiences as apostles. You don't. You just have to trust and believe us. I know. And, and in the past, I've heard like, mcconkey and others say things like we've heard his voice but that could just be a revelation you know or feelings or thoughts but i know his face i mean that's blatant i have seen jesus face to face he, what was that oak said that about not seeing jesus and don't go assuming that we see jesus that's what i thought you know but he's, yeah. he's just put it out there like that's oh, amazing so Steve. let's let's hope that he does that again in conference this weekend Oh, that'd be awesome, wouldn't it? And everyone cool. can know. Not just the priesthood leadership that were in that meeting yeah. in January. Mm. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I mean, it was wow. awesome for me. Yeah.
And that I mean, he lies about you know fifty percent of what he says, but I totally believe that bit. Wow. He he even said it in the beginning of it. It's like uh, before I became a general authority, I did some work in the medical field, like speaking about working with doctors and stuff. Like seriously, what defrauding hospitals? Yeah, (laughs) stealing a hospital. I'll post it right after this video. It's like five yeah. minutes of gold. If you want to send it to anyone, yeah. just make sure you thank LDS Investigator uh, from TikTok, whoever they are. They're fantastic. Uh, but yeah, it's it's crazy, guys. Thank yeah. you so much for your time. Uh, thanks, everyone who's come along on this wild ride with us. I'm glad that we got through the last hour all together. Um, we will see Nemo again this weekend. How many times, Nemo? Five times. Oh I'm going gosh. to be reacting. Wow. So basically, if there's a session of conference, 15 minutes after it ends, come to my channel and I'll be there with someone talking about it. I okay. watch so you don't have to. And you are there with Peter at some point? Yeah. So sessions that? Uh, yeah, so that'll be the final session of conference. will be uh, Peter and myself. Um, you and PD, you're joining me on the uh, Sunday morning session, do you believe? Fantastic. I've got 21st Century Saints on the women's session, of course. Um, I've got Lauren, Julian, Heath helping me out with the Saturday morning session. And the Saturday afternoon session is something a little bit different. Boom. So you're going to ah, stick around for that. Secret Saturday afternoon. Peter, where can we hear from you next? Other than on the So I promise. Channel. I know. I promise that there will be new Mormon Civil War episodes, hopefully coming out in a week if I'm going to save my marriage. And um, starting with probably four, all about deconstructing what Brad Wilcox said and how they tried to rehabilitate him and a really good deep dive into the history of racism in the church and what we can even do about this stuff and some opposed voting and things. Uh, followed by some more about the uh, Swedish boys in British rescue. And I'm still working on the side on Mormon Civil War, the movie to be released as a Mormon Stories episode. So I've been a busy bee, but hasn't haven't had much to show for it. So I'm hoping that's all going to kick off soon. Oh, awesome. It will all come at once, everyone. Um, but thank you so much for everyone being here. As always, please like and subscribe. You can donate to the channel using the link in the description below. And just one more time, let us feel the feeling of Kevin, the Holy Ghost, or Kev him, as we look upon the logo for this weekend for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Um, Give us a shout out whenever you see that logo and think of me, Peter and Nemo coming in your ears. Have a great evening and we'll catch you over the coming days. See ya. Bye.